Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 313. Yet another Guy Ritchie film. My name is Matt Hinshaw, as always, one of your dose hosts of said Real Film Nerds Podcast with me. 99.9% of the time, my good buddy on the other side of the planet, I can't see him because Skype sucks, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, Matt. How's it going? See? He is there. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm here, dude. I know. I'm just saying. I can't see you, so I can't prove if you're there or not. I can hear you, though. It's like a phone call. For all of our Gen Z listeners, a phone call is the thing that your phone was originally designed to do. Yeah, they used to be mounted on the wall. Dude, I got a picture of it. I found a public payphone the other day when I was down in Scottsdale. Nice. Did you use it to call yourself to be like, just give yourself a talking to? No, no. I took a picture of it though. Nice. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a, like a relic, a a lost, uh, I don't know, artifact. You're like, whoa. Yeah. It's like being an archaeologist. Yeah. And it was in a bar, so it makes sense. And, but again, nowadays you just ask the dude next to him and ask him if you can use your phone. Has anybody ever asked you if you could use your phone, Mike? Uh, usually homeless people do, um, and I, I usually turn them down. Okay, smart, because you might end up like uh, Yes Man, you know, the Jim Carrey movie, where the homeless man just rides in your car and talks on the phone the whole way, and that was back when they charged by the minute. That was brutal. Yeah, dude, I remember those days when they had mimic minute limits like what kind of stuff is that man dude i loved that movie that's a good movie so anyways mike we're not here to talk about that movie not yet anyways did we ever review that i'm not sure if we did. no no we never reviewed that movie yeah that might be one for the future we got a gajillion other ones we could add to it but uh anyways that might be one for the future but this week mike i think it was your pick yes i'm pretty sure it was your pick we're talking about the latest guy Ritchie, jason statham film Operation Fortune. Mike, why don't you give us the rundown? All right. Operation Fortune. uh, Ruse de Guerre. This this movie is uh, starring or uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. Written by uh, Guy Ritchie, Ivan Atkinson, and Marne Davies. This movie is starring Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Carrie Ells, uh, Hugh Grant, and Josh Hartnett. And this movie is about special agent Orson Fortune and his team of operatives recruit one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars to help them on an undercover mission when the sale of a deadly new weapons technology threatens to disrupt world disorder. All right, Mike. So I think I went first last week, so I think it's your turn to go first. What are your first impressions for this film? Uh, I, I had a good time watching this film. I, I I didn't really know what I was getting into with this movie besides it was Jason Statham and and Guy Ritchie movie, but uh, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. It was uh, it's serious, but it's not too serious, and I don't know. It was it was kind of fun to watch. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I'm very kind of neutral on it. Uh, it's supposed to be almost a satire of spy films. And it's supposed to be a lot funnier than it was. 
but I still thought it was decent. Uh, I loved Aubrey Plaza, to be honest. I thought she was absolutely fantastic. She always is. She's such a great actress. I'm just sad it took so long for people to realize uh, how awesome she really is. You know, if you've ever watched Parks and Rec, uh, her attitude of being like, you know, better than everyone else and being snotty and just kind of rude and ridiculous, she does that in real life too. And nobody understands that's not really her. That's an act. Like she does it on purpose. And it's taken years since Parks and Rec for people to realize that. And now she gets roles like this. Finally. I mean, I, I've asked this before and I think I know the answer to it, Mike. But uh, did you ever watch the FX program uh, Legion? Uh, you have asked uh, before and I have not watched it. Yeah. You really, if you have Hulu, all anyone, including Mike... I really suggest watching Legion. She kind of really showed how great of an actress she is in Legion. She's just absolutely fantastic in that in that show for, I think it's three seasons. I don't want to ruin it. It's a really twisty, mind-bending show. It's very, very good. But ever since that show, she's really started getting these better roles. And it's I love it. I love it. I think she finally has earned you know, what she deserved. She finally got what she deserved, but Jason Statham, fantastic as always. Um, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I'll throw it out there. Uh, Josh Hartnett. Awesome to see him back. He was probably one of my favorite characters of this film. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza's, uh, characters played off of each other quite well. And then, uh, yeah, Josh Hartnett was, uh, kind of a surprise role, man. I, I don't know. Since like I, the last movie I remember with him was like Black Hawk Down. That was a long time ago, dude. That was like two thousand one. Yeah, it's been a long time since he's had this big of a role. I've seen him in some other things. I can't name them off the top of my head, but I've seen him have a few side parts here and there, but nothing as main as this. And he's a side character in this. But I think he comes off more as almost the focus of this film in a lot of ways. I thought he was just going to be in it for that one scene, again, trying not to spoil it yet, for that one scene where they you know, went and got him for it. But he continued throughout the rest of the movie, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I like Josh Hartnett. He's a lot of fun. Okay, man. Um, I guess, uh, without spoiling it, I, I, I think I'm just going to have to ask you, what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, or afternoon? <sighs> is is it a spoiler to ask what i'm drinking mike because uh you know uh you're spoiling what i'm drinking yeah that makes sense no no i was just wondering what you were drinking so we could get to spoilers oh okay I, i'm drinking just my good old venerable kilt lifter by four peaks brewing company down in tempe oh awesome awesome I am drinking an all-day IPA by Founders. It is good. It is uh, it's it's light and refreshing. Where where's Founders out of? Uh, Ohio, I think. Okay. Yeah, we have a we have a weird bar, gym, coffee shop, barber shop, all these kinds of things. It's called like Founding Fathers, and I'm like, huh, interesting. I wonder if they carry Founders at Founding Fathers. That'd be interesting. Anyways. Okay, back on topic. Mike, the most important question for you every week. Mike, what is today's 
just downright amazing dad jokes. I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. You're going to die laughing at this one. No, you're probably not. You promise? No, no, no. No. Okay. You sounded too excited for that, so we'll just leave it like that. I was excited at the fact of me dying of laughter. Ah, yes. Uh, why should you never pick a fight with a squid? Because he's slimy. They're well armed. Ha! Well, does that work for an octopus too? Yeah, it would. Okay, I like it. All right. That's not bad, Mike. That's not a terrible one. They are well armed. And, you know, I love love my firearms as well. So the, the puns and the double entendre is perfect. Love it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good, dude. It's good. It was good. It was decent. I'm All not right. laughing myself to death, though. So, but I'll say it was a good one. It was a better one than average. All right. See, I'll get, I'll get there again eventually. What's up? You'll get there eventually? Yeah. For me laughing myself to death? Okay, I, I'm going to hold you to it. And then you'll have to speak nice things at my funeral. Okay. I will. He, I, I will, because he, he, you died laughing. I mean, who does that? Yeah, and then you're going to have to take my ashes and uh, uh, stir them up with milk and give them to Scarlett Johansson so I can be one with her for the rest of my life. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Should I dye it blue for the heck of it? That's fine. Then I'll, I'll be blue milk. Yeah. <laughs> blue mat milk. Love it. Perfect. Mike. Bl- blue mat write, milk. Please. All right. There we go. Write this down. Put this in my will. This, these are my wishes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, are you sure you just don't want me to send you up into space, like on a space rocket or something? You can do that too. Like a little part of me. That's fine. I mean, I'm going to be cremated. So, you know, you can send some to space, have ScarJo ingest some. It's, you know, share, share me around. Share the wealth. Okay. All right. <laughs> Matt, Matt Blue Milk everywhere. Oh, God. This is bad. <laughs> Okay, Mike, so uh, I don't think this is going to be a difficult one, but Mike, how does Operation Fortune, Ruse de Gear, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt. So, uh, you know, this one wasn't too bad, but, it, you know, being a Guy Ritchie movie, it's it's a British uh, movie. So uh, I had to go searching a little bit down into the the cast and crew, but uh, the art director for this, uh, Nigel Evans, also worked on uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. See, I would have thought maybe one of the main characters had a bit part or something in one of the Marvel movies, but I, I don't uh, really recognize. Well, I mean, I talked about Aubrey Plaza earlier, but Legion, so Legion was created and developed by Fox before Fox was purchased by Disney. So I guess Aubrey Plaza kind of, but they clearly have said that Legion is kind of its own thing and doesn't relate to the MCU at all. So Yeah. Anyways, you got it, Mike. Good job. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I, I was, uh, I thought it would be a little easier, but yeah, uh, you know, that's all good, man. Uh, I, honestly, I'm surprised Hugh Grant hasn't done something. He's, I don't know, especially being in, you know, a British film, and they film a lot of the MCU over there. But hey, whatever. 
Yeah, 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 that's fine. Uh, I, I, I kind of thought Hugh Grant might be in something, but no. Oh, you no, know, nope, nope, he's in fucking Deadpool. Nope, which still kind of works, but doesn't. Um, He's in Deadpool? No, uh, Eddie uh, Marzan. Um, I believe that's his name. Yeah, Eddie, I believe that's how you say it. Eddie oh, Marzan. Yeah. He's, yeah, Eddie Marzan, yeah. Yeah, he's the uh, uh, the government, you know, representation of the British government. He's oh, yeah. in uh, Deadpool 2. Oh, okay. yeah, he is, but that doesn't really count. Right, because it was made by Fox before Disney bought it. I mean, it counts because they're making Deadpool 3, but it doesn't count, but it does. I, I don't know. It's a grandfather clause. You found it, Mike. Let's just stop worrying about it. You did You did well. Um, I'm just going to do this. Mike, we are now in the spoiler section, so go ahead. Start spoiling Operation Fortune. All right, Matt. So what I wanted to get to for the spoiler section really was I really like the kind of competing uh, like teams. Yes. I like the, the aspect of that in this movie. I thought it, it worked well. Like they were, you know, there's kind of this competition and and our team was always like behind and, and losing. Like I, I, I thought it was great. It was the underdog story. The team with Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza, there's only like five or six of them versus the other team that has all this money, helicopters, Jeeps, pickup trucks, thousands of guys. You know, it, it was the underdog. You always got to root for the underdog, right? Yeah, man. It was it was just fun. I don't know. I felt like that was part of uh, one of the funner, uh, fun aspects of this movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's one of the better aspects of the satire as well, you know, because, I mean... Here they are, two spy agencies that go unnamed, that are working for a government but not working for a government, and they're trying to beat each other to the punch. And what are they doing the whole time? Tasing each other, killing. Well, our guys kill some of theirs, you know. <laughs> well, it you know it, it yeah it depends. Yeah, it was it was smart. It was fun. Uh, I just you know I don't want to slam it, but it just it's not my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. It's not even close. Like I'd put this towards the bottom of Guy Ritchie films for me. Uh, I, I I don't think it was bad. Like I don't know. I I, I kind of had I had fun with it. Like Jason Statham's character who's like got this random like super expensive wine uh, like uh, taste, and when they go flying places, he always wants to drink bottles of wine. Like that was that was pretty random and funny, man. I was just like, huh. Is this guy Johnny Depp or what? Well, I think it's almost like a satire on like 007 because, you know, 007 always has his, uh, you know, shaken, not stirred, you know, martini. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. He always has to have his wine. The one thing that I wish they would have capitalized on, though, and they talked about it at the beginning, that Jason Statham's character had a phobia of flying and he only flew private. You never see him actually have a phobia of flying. I think they should have played that up a little bit. Like maybe had him get on a commercial jet and like lose his shit. And they'd be like, no, no, here, go on this. Or I don't know. They they should have done something about it. Cause that was one of the things that was supposed to be really funny is that Jason Statham's character has all these phobias and problems and everything, even though he's a badass. Oh and yeah. You don't really see it. You didn't really see it in any, like, besides them naming it in the beginning, you didn't really see that. Because he even gets on that plane that's uh, Josh Hartnett's, mm -hmm. 
plane and he doesn't seem to be upset or anything. I mean, it was a private plane. I... Yeah, but it doesn't leave the ground either. But but still, it was there was all these things that they built up in the beginning and no payoff whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. You didn't see anything about um I I did like that scene when uh you know Aubrey Plaza tells him that the the coast is clear and he can come out the way and he comes out the wrong way. Yeah, that was good. That was really funny. Yeah. That I thought that was great. She's like, you know, they typically don't put pools in the front yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah. That was good. That was real good. Uh, uh, you know, not not a, a huge spoiler, but fairly close. Uh, one of my favorite parts that I thought was just intimidating and funny at the same time was Hugh Grant's character was clearly the big bad, even though he wasn't, but he was. And the scene where he's sitting in like the tower and he, you know, starts calling out the different missiles that are coming out of, you know, satellites or something. And they're lighting up the uh, satellite dishes on the ground. Dude, that was super intimidating. I really liked that scene. That was really good. Yeah, I liked it too. And then I liked that they did it twice because then they had Josh Hartner's character play Hugh Grant's character in a movie that they were making afterwards. I love that. I thought that was so funny. Well, I like that they became like best friends and he's like consulting on the film and he gives him that car. And even though he tries to run off and everything, and then they blackmail him and it was, it was perfect. It was so fun that that relationship between Josh Hartnett and Hugh Grant's character was fantastic that honestly is one of the best parts of this whole film yeah no that that was crazy that was a crazy scene because when they like he just starts lighting off the things i was like is this guy for real like i didn't see that coming at all yeah he he's your super villain from 007 like clearly he is your super villain but he's free at the end He's best friends with uh, Danny, Josh Hartnett's character. But again, this goes back to like the disappointment for me. The main characters of this film are Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, obviously very well-known comedic actress. Jason Statham has his fair share of comedic you know, roles. I mean, go take a look at Crank. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's still usually... He's still an action stud, yeah. Like a like a serious role. Like when have you seen like Jason Statham like doing like stand up? Like he has his one liners. Like he's kind of a, I mean he's very British. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I mean he does crack his jokes in you know Fast and Furious and Hobbs and Shaw and Crank and all that stuff, but he's not like a stand-up comedian like Aubrey Plaza can be or Hugh Grant can be or Josh, even Josh Hartnett at that. So I understand that. But but the point I was trying to make is that our main characters are Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, uh, Carrie Ewells, and Bugsy Malone. And it real really comes off like our main characters are Josh Hartnett and Hugh Grant. But they're not. They're side characters. Yeah, okay. All right. I just feel it was a missed opportunity. That's all. Man, I was just thinking, you know, another Guy Ritchie movie that Jason Statham was in is uh, Snatch. Uh-huh. And 
that might be Jason Statham's more comedic role. And even that wasn't that, you know, like, but he was at least a little like sarcastic and stuff in that. But I don't know. Like, I don't feel like he's, he does that kind of role really. Yeah. He, he still was pretty, pretty hard laced. Yeah. But it was more, his role in that was more comedic. Yeah. I mean, dude, I would say, we've talked about it before. I would say snatch is probably my favorite, uh, Guy Ritchie movie followed up by either lock stock and two smoking barrels or, uh, the gentleman. But I mean, Jason Statham has been in like all kinds of Guy Ritchie films. I mean, snatch, he was in the gentleman, he was in wrath of man, and now he's in operation fortune. Oh yeah. No, they're, they're buddies. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I feel like Guy Ritchie got Jason Statham, to be like a superstar so yeah no i think he i think snatch got jason statham out there and then everybody's like who is this guy he's kind of a badass and clearly his biggest role that made him into an action star was the transporter yeah oh yeah for sure but um yeah i i, I don't know uh as far as guy Ritchie movies go i really really like snatch um, I like the Sherlock Holmes, the first one. Yeah, that was good. Uh-huh. That, it, that was fun. That that reminded me of what I would call like normal Guy Ritchie. Like, I don't know. He has kind of a style, and I feel like the Sherlock Holmes was more like his style, and some of his other movies haven't been, you know? Right. Well, especially this. I, I, feel, that, I feel that this movie really doesn't feel like a guy Ritchie film to me it's very straight and to the point and there's no like changing up of uh the storytelling there's no hiding anything he it's very just kind of straightforward and i'm not used to that with guy Ritchie. i mean yeah he he did that in aladdin but we're not going to talk about aladdin because that movie was rough what you don't want to talk about aladdin dude did you seriously like that movie will smith aladdin no 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 i didn't like it yeah, it was pretty rough, dude. Um, he also did the movie Revolver uh, back in 2005 with Guy Ritchie and or uh, Guy Ritchie, Ray Liotta was in it. Um, that movie was great. Yeah, he's done really good stuff. I just, you know, Wrath of Man was decent. I enjoyed Wrath of Man. Uh, I really liked The Gentleman. The Gentleman is a lot more of what I would think of as a Guy Ritchie film. But this, maybe he's just trying to play a little bit and do some different things and seeing what he likes, you know, because he wrote and directed a lot of these. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, The Gentleman was pretty good. Um, Yeah. I I don't know, man. Well, think about it. Even Wrath of Man, like, had that crazy-ass twist at the end, you know? He did. Yeah, I did. That's typical Guy Ritchie. You know, like Snatch had the crazy ass. I mean, all all of them to a degree. This was like just kind of like a straightforward storytelling. I, I really think he tried to make it as a satire, and I don't want to say it failed, but I don't think it was super successful. It was kind of like it was kind of in the middle for me. I, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't hate it, but I, I it's not my favorite movie, especially not my favorite movie of the year so far. You know, but I had a good time. Would I recommend people to go and spend their money to go see it in the theaters? Maybe not. 
you know, I, I think people should just be going to the theaters in general. Um, if you're a theater goer like me and you, uh, definitely go check it out because there's not a whole lot else out there right now. Um, there's Rocky three, not Rocky three, Creed no, three, Creed three. Yeah, Creed three. I have not watched the first two, so I'm not going to see the third one in the theater. It's getting incredible reviews though. But um, Michael B. Jordan is just a badass. He's an incredible actor. But again, Mike, who is Michael B. Jordan fighting against in Creed three? Uh, I don't even know. You don't even know, Mike. It's our boy King. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. He, he's been in so many movies, man, and they're all coming out at like once. It's crazy. We talked about that, you know, at, during the Ant-Man podcast, not last. Well, I think we talked about it last week, too. But anyways, yeah. uh, all right, Mike. So I'm going to go ahead and just get it out of the way. Mike, how many reels do you give Operation Fortune? All right, man. Uh, I'm going to give Operation for Fortune uh, three and a half reels. So, so you didn't think it was super incredible either. No, but I, I mean, I had a good time in it. But like, as far as satire goes, man, if if you want to do a spy satire, I feel like Austin Powers really yeah. nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Powers. Or, um, God, what was the one that had uh, uh, Nielsen in it? Uh, oh, uh, Naked Gun? Yes. But Naked Gun wasn't spy. He did a spy one, but I don't remember what it was called. Oh, he did a spy one? Dang it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did a spy one. Anyways, yeah, the guy from Naked Gun, I'm pretty sure he did a spy one. I don't remember. That was pretty good satire. And that's, you know, both of those are really over the top satire. But, dude, Austin Powers, it was so good. They did so many <laughs> so many sequels to that. I mean, Michael Myers would probably still be doing it today if he didn't just hang it up you know he honestly probably would because he was just people were just loving those dude they were so funny dude they were they were smart they were funny they were i don't want to say well shot but they were you know creative i i really enjoyed those they were a lot of fun and they had had super hot women in them too oh yeah yeah that's that's true man they did they did uh beyonce was yep. in the th- the third one i think third one yes heather graham was in in the second one uh uh what uh what's her face um yeah heather graham wasn't she in the second one or was she yeah yeah, heather graham yep yep that was the second one that was the second one because she played the american uh cia spy yeah and who was in the first one elizabeth hurley elizabeth hurley right yep yep dude just beautiful women But anyways, okay, so I I didn't hate this movie. Operation Fortune, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was anything incredible, but I didn't think it was bad. So, Mike, uh, just like you, I'm right in the middle there. I give it three out of five reels. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Yeah, man, as far as the the Creed movies go, uh, they're pretty good. It's kind of weird that it's it's almost like it's a spinoff, essentially, right? of the rocky series but it actually is pretty good and it's weird i've heard it's very good but one of the issues that i've also heard about for creed 3 is that uh they didn't bring back uh sylvester stallone and that's a real problem from what oh, i've they, heard and what i've read didn't oh that's interesting because he was in 
the other two. Right. He was in the other two. And the, I don't know what the beef was, but something went on between two and three, and they did not ask him to come back. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, the the, the prior two creeds were, were pretty good. I was surprised by both of them. I was like, how can they do this again? That's what I said on the second one. So now on the third one, I'm like, well, I mean... You know, might as well keep it running, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say let's go and watch it, but the problem is I haven't watched the other two, and I don't think I'm going to have time to watch probably four to six hours worth of movies this week to try and watch Creed 3. And, Mike, you know how much I like sci-fi. This, If we lean any way in our podcast, it's sci-fi and horror all day long. Like, we have an entire month of horror films, and then you and I are That's both- true very passionate about sci-fi um even though you're not as you've become an adult and i haven't you're less and less of a nerd and less of a size sci-fi person but i know it's still there and you still enjoy these mike but uh we're gonna go watch a sci-fi film next week we're gonna go to the theaters again Woo! fuck you movie pass i'm just putting that out there you bastards they, dude, I, I can't. They still even, haven't fixed it? No. I was literally emailing and talking to a support guy today that responded to me to a request to give me uh, access so I could buy a ticket on February 23rd. He's like, Are you still at the movie theater? I'm like, No. That was fucking weeks ago. Jesus, dude. Uh oh. I'm very pissed. Very pissed. And they he's like, well, I can't duplicate the error because, you know, they do it all through texting. You know, some dude in India or China or whatever. And he's like, I can't duplicate the error on my app. And I'm like, well, here you go. And I sent him fucking screenshots again, and I haven't heard shit from him now. But whatever. Fucking movie pass. God damn it. I don't recommend it unless you can confirm that the fucking theater in your theater works. I mean, theater in your town works in the app because that's the problem I'm having. Yeah, man. If I was in Phoenix, I'd be fine. I see the Phoenix theaters in my app, but I'm not in Phoenix. Yeah, dang. Uh, Anyway, so we're gonna go to the theater. Let me get off my pedestal. But I'm just, I'm just saying, Movie Pass, you're letting me down again. Okay, this looks good. I think you're gonna enjoy it, Mike. I hope I enjoy it. Uh, We're gonna go watch 65. Oh yeah, dude, that looks good, dude. Adam Driver, dinosaurs and forests and spaceships and guns adam driver i don't know if you know this mike but uh adam driver his first career was he was a marine oh yeah yeah i actually did knew that yeah so a little bit of trivia before we even jump into this film yet next week because it's not out yet it comes out next week um this is the first time on film where adam driver is going to be able to use his gun handling uh uh abilities that he learned from the marines He's never had a role where he's like a soldier. Oh, okay. Okay, so that must have been kind of fun or or at least different. I don't know. Yeah, no, dude. He he does a lot of very serious stuff and, of course, Star Wars, but he did uh, comedic stuff. You know, he got his big break on girls. That's where he kind of came from. But uh, I'm interested to see. I think... I hope this will be good. I hope it'll be fun. It looks it looks like Star Wars meets like Jurassic Park to me. To me, it looks like a little bit of uh, Predator meets uh, Jurassic Park. Okay. All right. Predator, Jurassic Park, Star Wars. All in one. All, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You just added in that last Star Wars. Uh, just, just like uh, 
that episode of South Park. Uh, oh, dude, speaking of South Park, <laughs> did you watch this week's? No, dude, I didn't watch this week's. Is it crazy? Oh, my God. It's all about Japanese toilets. Okay. All it's right. hilarious. It's so far in the newest season, it's probably my favorite episode. Okay. The 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 um the building your brand and it was like caring, thoughtful, uh lost victim. Yeah, that was good. That was good. But I think this week's is funnier. All right, all right. Cool. Anyways, not to keep talking about stuff that's not related to movies, but South Park, I mean, come on, dude. We're in the end. This is what we do. We bullshit a minute. But yeah. Uh, that was really fun last week and how seriously everybody's a goddamn victim. And I think that's, I don't want to talk too much about society and stuff, but I think that's one of our biggest issues in this world that everybody's a fucking victim. I try not to have that victim mentality and sometimes I do. And I really try not to, it, it doesn't do you any good. It just holds you back. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it was, it was interesting that whole brand thing and it, it, yeah. Well, all right, Mike 65 for next week. Uh, Adam Driver, uh, directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, written by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Uh, I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it'll be good, dude. So uh, I guess with that, uh, we can. We don't have any giveaways, right, man? We're we're all no, just the one from last week. Okay. If anybody wants to enter that one, have they have they emailed you yet, Mike? Have you gotten like 300 emails? Uh, no, no, I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten 300 emails. No, I've gotten a few. Okay. All right. All right. So you still have time to enter. And that's for a uh, physical Blu-ray copy of Devotion. Okay. I guess with that, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on the uh, socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Go out there, see a movie. The movie theaters need it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome to Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies, episode number four. <laughs> this week... And she's laughing already. We haven't even started. God. This week, we're talking about Operation Fortune, Ruse de Gear. Ma? Yes. Hello. Say hello to the nice listener. Hi. <laughs> nice listener. <laughs> okay. So, oh. Ma, what cookies did you make this week? I didn't make any. My grandson made his world-famous chocolate chip cookies, which I will take credit for because they were very good. Okay, so then we are not recording Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies since you didn't make any cookies. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll no, chat to you next week. Come back here. No. I still have Girl Scout cookies left. Come on. Okay, so we're going chocolate chip cookies. Okay. Ma, right. So Operation Fortune, thoughts? I liked the movie. It was a great travelogue, too. And I loved seeing how the rich and infamous live. So it was that's awesome. what you got out of a spy movie. Well, 
no, I got the other stuff too. But it was very, well, like who did what, when and where and who the bad guys were and who the, well, I knew who the good guys were, I thought. But then there were some that were good that were bad. And (laughs) so, yeah, that part was very interesting. And I did have one. Uh, there's a part where the, uh, I won't say who, but drives uh, the old Mustang that was rebuilt. And I don't think having driven in old Mustangs when I was young, I don't think that guy could even fit in that Mustang. But I guess he did. Are you talking about Josh Hartnett? Yeah. Yeah, he can fit. Mom, I fit in Mustangs. Jared had a Mustang. He had a 64 and a half. He did because my girlfriend had a 65 and it wasn't that comfy. It was pretty small. I thought. I didn't but say anything about being comfortable, but I fit in the oh. stupid thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I fit well, in the old know. Mustang a lot better than a modern day car. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Anyway. But I know they rebuilt it and, and had a new engine that it sounded like a race car, which was cool because they didn't sound like any of that when you, you know. It's not the engine that sounds like, well, I mean, it's the engine that sounds like that, but it's taking all the stuff off the exhaust that makes it sound like that. Oh, okay. Well. So, welcome to Ma Hinshaw's Car Talk. <laughs> I'm just glad you know what a car is. I do. And I, it was beautiful. Turkey so, was a beautiful, I don't know what city they were in, but it was, that was very pretty and really cool. Which, and which boyfriend was that that had the Mustang? So it, was, for those it wasn't, you, it was my girlfriend. Oh, sure. Okay. So that was when you were batting for the other team then. No, no. She was a friend of mine. Her husband got divorced. So she splurged and got a Mustang. And that's there. when she became your girlfriend is when she got her divorce. No, cut that out. She I told you, you got to watch yourself saying that word. Well, she had a little girl that she would sit on the center count console. Heaven help that little girl. She did live though. Anyway. Well, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Ma Hincho is very promiscuous back in the I 60s. I was not. Stop that. <laughs> she had like 15 boyfriends. So, no, I didn't. At I once. wasn't, and I didn't. No, I didn't. No, none uh-huh. of that. Yep. Mm-mm. Lies. Nope. Truth. Didn't okay. have. So Mm-mm. your favorite part of the movie was Hugh Grant and the Mustang, and the and the locations. Well, the lo- Oh, and the airplanes. I oh, I really wish I could be young and and hitch a ride with somebody in one of those jet airplanes that was gorgeous okay so how many cookies do you give operation (laughs) fortune then oh i'll give it three and a half man you Mm -hmm. and mike are the same you both really like this movie huh I liked it. I mean, it was kind of like a sort of a travel log a little bit, you know, and it was pretty. And but I mean, I liked the fight scenes. They were fine and the stuff that blew up and all that, but yeah, that's what I liked. Okay? 
So would you recommend people go see this in the theaters? Yes, I would, because that's the best place to watch that. Where? How much nudity was in it? I didn't notice any. So there was no nudity in it. Nope. So what you're saying is the next movie we're going to go watch has to have nudity. No, I didn't say that at all. Because I know how you like your nudity, especially your young No, men. I don't. No, oh, fiddle. <laughs> Mom. No. Yes. It took 40 years for me to learn all these horrible things about you. Oh, great. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> your promiscuity. I your wasn't. desire to see nudity in film. Nope. Jeez, Back mom, then, I can't believe I you. would have flipped. I would have been horrified had I seen a movie with even six pack abs in it. I would not have I would have I would have said that's horrible. Well, that's okay. why you had the fifteen boyfriends, right? I didn't have fifteen boyfriends. <laughs> I'm telling dad. Please, no, he knows some of the folks I dated, but I didn't date that much. Oh, whatever. I was working. I worked. I worked very hard. Hey, you can call it whatever you want, Mom, but we know what it was. No, no, no. You were working real hard. I had a job. <laughs> okay, so next week we're going to go back to the movie theaters and we're going to watch a movie called 65. 65? Yep. Is that about older people? <laughs> yep. Of course really? it is. Yeah, it's a no. hippie movie. Really? Yeah, it's about the flower children. It's your generation. Well, it wasn't me. I was not a flower child, so forget that. When did you graduate from ASU again, Mom? Oh, cut it out. 64. Okay, then. They missed you by one year, so you were a flower child. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was very boring. Uh, very well then, boring. If you're so boring, then how come you have uh, had a illustrious radio career and now you have an illustrious podcast career? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, at 80 years old, I, I okay. Hey, you're not supposed <laughs> to say how old you are. How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll take it back. Erase that, please. <laughs> Too late. I don't want people to know. <laughs> this is live. Okay. You're. It's. This is real film nerds live. You better Mahitra not loses her cookies. No. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, thank you and uh, goodbye. You're done. You've had enough. Yes, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Now, are you going to take it out? Are you going to take it out, or do you want me to take it out? Take what out? The podcast. How do you take it out? <laughs> well, you say thanks everybody for listening. We'll chat at you next week or something like that. No, you say that. Well, you already said it. Or I, I already did? said it. Oh, Which one is you it? Said, you said it. Well, Mom, you do it. Mike always takes his the real film nerds out. You need to take ours out. Oh, boy. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, have a good week. And bye. <laughs>